1: Worth out there,
2: it depends. It's not easy to just buy a kilo like that. Mm-hmm. You gotta literally be on the ground, not mining it. As soon as gold comes out the earth, that should have sold. That's just spoken for it. Yeah. And then it's different like, there is 24 karat gold, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what saying? This cut like it's, like it's the biggest scam ever. Like, niggas be wearing all this gold, that should be 10 karat twelve carat, fourteen carat. Mm-hmm. There out the soil we getting it twenty-three carat, twenty-four carat. They it comes here, they cut and they're like I'm in it like finesse
1: me on my chain.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, look at me get finesse. Mm. Jewelry is the biggest has the biggest markup, like a nine thousand percent markup. Yeah, maybe
1: I could sell my here. Go buy me some real kilos out there. If I can get, I know I can get at least 40000 to mine and just go buy four kilos or at least two. Where
2: well, are you going to get your kilos from? You. Okay. That Shit.
1: But
2: you ain't going to get a huge discount. You might get like 10% off the market.
0: I'm just going
2: to
1: mind my own. <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> I digging myself, man.
0: All right, what's going on Let's be transparent, girl, we grown. Late, so call my phone So we can do this on one
1: we right. <sighs> Welcome to Rich and Unemployed Podcast Uncut I'm your host, Jonathan Dupont, a.k.a. Finesse And before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for the episodes that haven't came out yet And check out the website for WWE Check out the website for the merch, www.richandemployee.net. And I have a lovely lady here with me. Um, Introduce yourself.
2: Hey, I am Gia, a.k.a. Gia the House Goddess. Gia Harris. And I am from New York City, born and raised, but now reside in Atlanta, Georgia. Make a lot of trips. My heart is in Africa, though. But... I'm still in Atlanta, back and forth. Yeah.
1: What is the god? G is the house goddess.
2: G the house goddess. Yeah. What does that mean? So, in Atlanta, I started off doing real estate. And in my heyday, I was selling a lot of real estate. Like before, people were wholesaling. Mm-hmm. I was wholesaling. I was selling a lot of real estate to. A lot of builders, a lot of investors, I was getting deals, a lot of non-traditional deals where we were doing like tax liens, deleting mortgages. Like when, bank, when the banks were under, that was like my niche, going in, getting properties that were underwater, getting the mortgage erased, getting houses for- 2008? This was more so 2014. Okay. 2016. I did start in like 2008 though. 2007. When that whole mess went down. What do you do now? I am mining in Africa. So I have a large scale. We're currently building out a large scale copper and gold mines. So minerals.
1: What part of Africa? Zambia. Zambia?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: How'd you get into that?
2: <sighs> it's a long story, but mm-hmm. I would say it started in prison. Mm-hmm. Like I met this girl, me and her really, really close friends, Aisha Hall, the trap queen. Um a lot of people may have seen her. Well, like, From New York. Yeah.
1: She started something. Was it like some pink?
2: pink? Oh, yeah, the pink panther clip. That's yeah. Her. Oh, okay. So we had met in prison back in two thousand and nine, and she had told me her story, like how she had sent some guys to Sierra Leone, to and they came back with all these bricks of gold, and she went to the refinery in New York City and melted the gold down, basically sold the gold to the refinery and made like one point six million in like a month.
1: One point six what? Million. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so I was very intrigued by her story, but she never went to Africa. And she tried to do it again, but they had switched out the gold for like fake gold. Mm -hmm. Then I ended up running into another girl in prison. And she was like, yeah, I just, I was on the run and I just got rich while I was on the run. She was like, I hooked up with this Russian guy who was mining gemstones in Africa. So I'm like, I keep hearing about Africa, but in my mind, you know, we always see the poor side of Africa so i came home 2012 it was like 2019 i had like a six-figure real estate closing and i was like you know what some dude hit me on instagram i'm scrolling and all i see is like beautiful clear water white scene. i'm like where are you he's like i'm in tanzania i was like you know what i'm coming book my flight i'm like listen stay in the brother zone
1: to a man that dm'd you (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) okay but i was like listen don't start nothing, won't be nothing, but take me to the gold mines. Take me to the gemstone mines. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. And it was like crazy. It was like a whole journey through the Serengeti, the Morguru, car fell in a ditch. Like it was a, it was a crazy journey. <laughs> Monkey ran off with my bag. Like it was wild. But um, in my mind, I'm like, I want to buy a kilo of gold. But that was like my first intro into the mines in Africa. And I got a real good idea of just seeing how rich the soil was, how people were literally living hand to mouth off of gold. Like it was like a big op- open field and you had to liter- literally watch where you walk because there were like holes everywhere because they would like aimlessly dig. Mm-hmm. And you could literally just step and fall in this hole. Like, they dig hundreds of feet into the earth with these little hand tools. And they made it. Hand hit. tools. Yeah.
1: Hundreds of feet?
2: Yeah. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe like 50, 60, 100 feet. Yeah. Hand tools. Yes. Give
1: me, a, give me a visual of what these mines look like.
2: So, in Tanzania, like I said, they do this deep mining. So, it's literally a hole. And the man, like maybe five feet wide and one man is just goes all the way down into the hole and they like bring up the ore, like rocks with a like makeshift pulley Mm -hmm. and they literally had these little hand tools and picture like hundreds hundreds of people everywhere just doing that and it's like groups of like Mm -hmm. five ten men over here another group over there another group over there then they got like different processes of babysitting on the side waiting for their parents to get off work. But it was crazy. They, they carrying stuff with donkeys. The donkeys are bleeding.
1: Are these people digging for themselves or are they digging for other people?
2: They're digging for themselves. It was like a group of them. So they might just, um, usually it's like one mine owner that feeds them. And mm-hmm. they just work day and night off the food until they find what they find.
1: And they bring it back.
2: They split it amongst themselves. They'll sell it to like the local market or the dealers, uh-huh. and then they'll split it up. Amongst can anybody themselves. go? Yeah.
1: Anybody, freely, Willie can just start digging.
2: I mean, I suppose.
1: I would. I would think that. You know, this is my territory. Like, this is our shit. We about to find this. Can't nobody, who are you?
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, you got to speak the language. You can't just be like, oh, I'm from America. I'm coming unless you, Uh, you know.
1: So, okay, you went out there. You had someone, what, dig for you?
2: Nah, I was just really observing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to buy a kilo. But at the same time, like, this is my first time in Africa. Mm -hmm. This is my first time really seeing what raw gold looks like. I don't want to get scammed. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really observing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm observing the gems. Like, they're pulling out all type of gems. Tanzanite is the only place in the world. Tanzania is the only place in the world where they have Tanzanite, which is a beautiful, like, purplish, blue stone. So I was just overwhelmed because they were literally giving me everything. Like, here, Tanzanite, this is Garnet. This is Aquamarine. This is amethyst. This is... And I'm like, okay, like... But I wanted to buy gold, but I'm like, I don't want to get scammed. They looking at me, too, like she a foreigner. So they trying to mm-hmm. hit me with high prices. And I'm like, you know, I didn't come out here for that. Like, I got to get a deal if i I if buy.
1: So you didn't purchase that first time?
2: I ended up not buying anything. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to, I went back home. My girlfriend, and I, I didn't see her in like 15 years. She had went with me to Tanzania, and all her way back to New York City, she met a guy in the airport, and she was like, oh, what you do? And he's like, I do gold and diamonds. And um, she was like, oh, my friend is into that. So she ended up giving me his number, and I was like, damn, I didn't buy anything, but my homeboy was telling me how he was buying diamonds from Sierra Leone. And he was like, Gia, if you buy diamonds, this is what you want to do. You want to you make sure you get at least three carats. You want to make sure that, you know, this is a, the clarity is right. Get it cut, get it polished. And then you can sell it for like 30000 mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll explore some diamonds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the guy was from Zambia, but I was like, listen, I don't want to go to Zambia. Like, I don't want to do this long ass flight again. I found a direct flight to Kenya. So let's meet in Kenya. So we met in Kenya. So now we have to negotiating table now buying diamonds. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Like, I don't know if you ever seen what a raw diamond look like, Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, it looks like a rock. So I tried to bring like equipment with me. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I tried to bring a diamond tester, a little uh, thing that you look through. I'm looking at it like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm looking for, right? So I'm sitting there, they showing me all these stones. I'm like, yo, is this shit real? I'm testing it. The tester is sh- showing that it's real. But I'm like, I don't know. So I just took a gamble and I bought like some stones. I paid like
1: $20,000. Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
2: <happened? laughs> I ended up, I, I took him to New York City to the GIA to get him tested. Right? So I flew to New York City, left him with GIA. And that takes like a few weeks for them to test them and tell, them, tell you what, what they are. And then in the meantime, the guy from Zambia called me like, um, yo, I got this gold deal. This is Sheik in Dubai that wants um, a kilo of 99.9% gold and he'll front us $3 million. So I was like, all right, well, he sent me the contract. And I was like, well.
1: He'll front you $3 million worth of gold?
2: He'll front me. He'll front us three million dollars
1: to, go to buy get more
2: gold. to get more gold. But we had to prove that we had a kilo of ninety nine point nine percent gold. So while I'm waiting for my my stones, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, send me the contract. So he was like, he sends me the contract, and he's like, I have the um. I got four hundred. I got six hundred grams, but I need four hundred more grams. But, I don't have the money mm-hmm. for the other four hundred grams. And I'm like, "Wow, I'm not gonna send you the money, but I'll come to Zambia and help you buy it. So here I am back in Zambia.
1: Did you buy the three million dollars of goat?
2: So no, I was supposed to buy a kilo. And then he was gonna give us. He's gonna buy our tickets. He was gonna did get our tickets it? to Dubai, and that shit was a whole journey. The mine ended up collapsing. That he got the original piece of gold from. So now we on a whole excursion, up and down, trying to get this four hundred grams. So now I get to see what Zambia's mines look like, mm-hmm. and. I'm on. We had. We went to the top of this mountain on a dirt bike. Like they're all mining all over the place, but it was very different from Tanzania. Cause they wasn't mining sixty feet into the earth. Like the gold was literally on the surface, and um, it was just it was crazy. Like. So,
1: so the world is, the earth is still producing gold.
2: Of course a whole lot of gold
1: interesting i always thought that gold and diamonds were scarce <clears throat> like
2: not in africa mhm africa has all the resources and in abundance
1: let's let's go back um what did you go to prison for?
2: Um, conspiracy to mortgage fraud, like
1: are oh, you doing real estate just fraud? I
2: ain't do no fraud, really. Um it was like very a very popular real estate investor out here. He had billboards all over the place, mm-hmm. two brothers. You know, he I am I'm like in my twenties, just starting. Thinking, looking looking at him as like a mentor. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, he was already being federally investigated. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know. This was like our first deal together. And the market had crashed. And, you know, people were looking for creative ways to sell houses. And the way that they were selling houses was utilizing a reverse mortgage. Where basically, if you're a senior citizen... You don't have to qualify for a loan based off your credit. It's based off your age. Mm-hmm. So, but the the catch was they had to bring like forty percent to the closing table, forty percent of the like purchase price. Most senior citizens don't have that much, that much money, mm-hmm. but they can get the money from a gift letter from like a family member that says, "Okay, yeah, my family, I'll give you the forty percent," and they'll they they'll take a gift letter, right? It's called gift funds. So what made it illegal was he was doing a whole lot of these deals and whatever else, you know, then it was a whole lot of fraud. People were like straw buying all type of shit. I don't know what else he was doing. This was our first deal ever. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm closing these houses using reverse mortgages. And I'm like, okay, well, who are you putting on a gift letter? And he like, whoever. I'll just bring the money to the table and I'll put like, cousin like he's putting up the money for the senior citizen but what made it illegal was it's supposed to come from an actual family member but it was coming from him and he would put on a letter that he was a cousin Mm -hmm. so on my deal and it wasn't even my deal i had a a client in new york that was like yo help me sell this house and um coincidentally i was already doing business with this guy learning about this reverse mortgage Um, thing, and he ended up, like, disappearing. I speak to my client in New York, and he's like, yo, I got a guy that's actually closing these houses with reverse mortgages. I want to hook you up with him. He sends me the number. It happens to be the same guy. And I'm like, yo, I'm already speaking to this nigga. Like, what the fuck? But he disappeared. He disappeared. Like, he stopped picking up my calls.
1: But this new guy gave the number and he picked up?
2: Yeah, like, after a few days, he picked up. He called me he called me back, so I was like, yeah, um, you know coincidentally, whatever whoever hooked us up, right so he was like, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna put you on, I'm gonna show you how to do everything i'm gonna I'm gonna let my let you talk to my broker, you know, we're gonna just handle the whole deal for you so um I remember I'm like running in Lowe's, he got all my property information, which is really my friend's property information and um He, like, calls me, and I knew my gut was like, yo, why is he asking me the same question? But I'm, like, multitasking, running in Lowe's. At this time, I was renovating a lot of houses. I'm running in Lowe's, and he's like, Gia, what's the property address? And who goes on the gift letter again? And I was like, I don't know. I thought you said cousin. Boom. That one question, conspiracy to mortgage fraud.
1: He was trying to set you up.
2: He set me up on a wiretap. You know how the feds be. They be like, you want to reduce your time? We need other people. And, cons- and conspiracy, I don't know if you was familiar with it, but like that was a thing. What year did you go in?
1: 2017.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, you missed that way.
1: But- well, I know, about. It. I got a conspiracy charge.
2: Okay, well, that was a thing. Like, they didn't have to really catch you in the act. Mm
1: -hmm. They didn't have
2: to catch you doing nothing, which my name wasn't on no paperwork. It was just him, that one conversation.
1: How many people you snitched on?
2: It was quite a few. It was definitely quite a few people because I had code ease. I didn't even fucking know.
1: How much time did you get?
2: (laughs) I ended up doing, like, I want to say, like, close to three years.
1: How much time did you get?
2: Um, fourteen, and Dang. he said he, they. His brother said he was facing life. Life. He was like, I ended up seeing him. I ended up seeing his brother. I was like pissed about a real estate transaction. I go in the office because they had like flagged me for my background. Like this is ten years later, right? And I was closing the deal, and they had like deaded the deal because they pulled up my my case from. I guess they Google me or whatever. So
1: wait, what year you went to jail?
2: Two thousand and
1: nine. Um.
2: Yeah. So mm. ten years later, I go into a, a closing attorney's office, and I see the guy's brother, and I'm like, "Oh, you the you the brother of that bitch ass nigga that set me up."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he was like, "Gia, could I talk to you for a minute?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Um, you know, in the feds." They go by a point system. I'm like, yeah. He was like, 46 is life. My brother had a 47. So he had to do what he had to do. I was like, oh, fuck that. That's some bullshit. I can understand we was making money together. Mm -hmm. If like we was rocking, like this was literally our first deal. We ain't make no money together, nothing.
1: If it was never no deal closed, how can they charge you nothing? Happened.
2: Conspiracy.
1: Conspiracy. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's over, but damn, I like, don't even make sense. Conspiracy. It's, it's conspiracy, but we never done nothing. We was about to.
2: That's why. You don't have to do nothing with conspiracy.
1: Damn, I don't shit <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I...
1: I wonder why we had 47. He must have had like a criminal background.
2: He always doing mad shit. Like, that yeah. was the era. Like, niggas was doing mad mortgage fraud.
1: So. I, I was locked up with a couple niggas that did mortgage fraud. And they was giving out time for that. Don't get me wrong. Like 14, 15, 10.
2: Yeah, like
1: depending on how much money you took. But damn, a whole life sentence on mortgage fraud. So how did they? How did? They, how did they grab you? Sent you a letter.
2: Sheesh. That's a whole nother thing. I just had a baby, and um, you know how you gotta like you got pretrial probation. Yeah. And I had um. I was at one house and then the heat went out at that house. I ended up going to another house Mm -hmm. and they was like, yo, come in the office without your baby. You, you wasn't, you move houses and you didn't tell us and all this bullshit. And I was like, come to the office without my baby. Oh, I'm out. Fucking
0: right. (laughs)
2: I'm like, yo, I'm out. I hit, I went to New York. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck that. Huh? At my homegirl house, I was bouncing. No, around. no,
1: New York, Where you was coming from? What you mean with New York? I was in Atlanta. Okay.
2: And then I dipped. For how long? And I went on a run with oh, my baby.
1: How long that lasts?
2: So, I don't know. Probably like thirty days. Some nigga tapped my phone. <laughs> Damn
1: right. <laughs> <Something's really sweet. laughs>
2: Yo, you would have thought I killed somebody. They had me up like a wanted poster in the neighborhood, all over. Like the shit was crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? That was crazy.
1: Um, so, how much, how much did they send you? How much time did they send you to?
2: I don't remember because I was fighting my case so long that I was just sitting in county and just being transported. You took Con- uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. By the time I like was like finally like fuck it I'll plea out because the whole time I was like this is bullshit like where's the crime who's the injured party like who the fuck did I scam like mm-hmm. I was like really trying to fight my case and by the time they were just hosing me my attorney was like yeah like <laughs> but you might as well just plea out you only got like six months you could probably do it at home mm-hmm. so I ends up just pleading out and
1: so you did a bunch of time in county just. You went to prison, though?
2: Yeah, I went to prison for like six months, Tallahassee.
1: You was in county for two years?
2: Damn, yeah, yeah.
1: God damn. <laughs> Oof. Mm. That's like the worst time.
2: Yeah, but, um... Are you still on probation?
1: Did you got off two months ago?
2: Oh, congrats. I know that feel good.
1: Feel amazing.
2: Amazing.
1: I'm gonna my passport. <sighs>
2: Yeah. Yes, you get to start your life all over again.
1: So in these six months while you were doing time, this is when you met the lady, the two ladies, or you
2: Yeah, I met no, I met her like in the beginning of my time. Okay. When I got caught in New York. Oh okay. Yeah, she was in New York. Then when I got um to prison I met the other lady.
1: Hmm. We where, where you went to prison at?
2: Tallahassee.
1: Tallahassee. Which other I don't know. Florida. Florida? What am I? I, So, um, well, damn. Yeah, it's
2: it's been a journey. Mm. It's been a hell of a journey.
1: So when you got out of jail, when you got out of prison, your, your goal was to start fucking with gold and diamonds and nah
2: nah i got out and i really like mastered real estate
1: oh you just went right back into it
2: not right back but i really started studying and when i came home like i studied for i studied for like they told me i couldn't touch um real estate while i was on probation Mm -hmm. and i was like 31 months so i was just studying this whole wholesaling concept and mind you um I think I entered the market again in like 2014 when I started dealing with real estate. So as soon as I got out, like nobody was, wholesaling wasn't saturated. Nobody was really wholesaling. Nobody was really doing the strategies that I was doing. Like I was doing a lot of tax liens, tax deeds. So I was getting houses for hella cheap, flipping them. So my first year out, I made seven figures. I started with absolutely nothing, literally $60 to my name. It made seven figures in real estate and um yeah it just was i just mastered real estate on every level
1: on every level you still do real estate now mm-hmm oh okay which 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 real estate <laughs> which kind of real estate
2: so a lot of non-traditional real estate um i'm more so like so fixing and flipping buying and holding um like I said, tax liens, tax deeds, pre-foreclosures, stuff like that. Um, but mainly, right now, I'm really focused on Africa. I haven't taken on any new projects. I'm really heavily focused on this new project in Africa. What's the goal? The goal is to be the first large-scale Black-owned Zambian owned mining company. Copper and gold mining company. Because where we're located right now, we are I was given two hundred thousand acres of land in one of the richest geographic regions in the world. All of our neighbors are billion dollar copper and gold mines. Billion. And they're all European
1: owned. You said given, that's why gave
2: you. So it's cheap some lands. Um I mean I had to I paid a lot of money for the license and all the different paperwork and all of that but um essentially yeah me and the chief went into a partnership and my goal is to um basically mine the minerals but really bring impact to the community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from housing to schooling to adding value to the minerals, to jobs, to just everything, economic development.
1: Why don't you just live out there?
2: Um I will be moving there.
1: Oh. Yeah. But what's we'll stopping?
2: Um I have a daughter here, so I'm just tying up my loose ends. And um yeah, I'll say probably by probably in the next next seven months, I'll be living out there. I have to.
1: That's what but it seemed like.
2: I got a lot of equipment that's on the way. So, I'm going to have to be there for sure.
1: How much is the flight?
2: Um, like 1400
1: round trip. Hmm. Dang, Mm. Okay, can you explain the difference between... Not even explain the difference. Um, Like, copper... I didn't think copper was, um, was something that people just, well, I mean, I know it's needed, but um, for people to go at the gold and copper, why copper?
2: Good question. Yeah. So a lot of people don't really understand that right now we're in the fourth industrial revolution. And what that means is everything is geared towards technology and electrification so economies around the world are looking to switch to electric we got a lot of electric car mandates coming out they want to get away from fossil fuels like gas they want to create wind turbines solar um energy more solar solar panels like the world is moving to electrify Because we have, they done basically fucked up with this, all these greenhouse gases, um, climate control, like, Mm -hmm. so their their philosophy is we have to decarbonize and move away from polluting the air. And the best way to do that is through electrifying. And when it comes to electrification, like... Electric cars, you need copper. For electric vehicle, you need four times the amount of copper. For anything electric, wind turbines, solar panels, copper is the main component used in electrification. So your walls. That's why crackheads used to run into houses and steal the wires because of the copper. Mm-hmm. Like anything electric, you need copper. So copper is a huge Um, there's a huge market there's a huge demand right now and it's going to only boom over the next you know it's expected to triple and quadruple in price over the next 10 10 years so
1: yeah. What, what about the supply of copper is it could you find it way more easier and way more abundant than gold
2: it just depends, like every, it depends where you're at geographically. Mm-hmm. You know, our lands. there's certain areas that is, copper is more dominant, and there's some areas where gold is more dominant. And mm-hmm. then when you find copper, sometimes you find copper and gold together. Sometimes you may find copper together with cobalt, with nickel. mm mm-hmm. Like silver, so you'll find all of these minerals together. They're all by, they're like byproducts of one another. Mm. So it's just it's literally a billion dollar industry, but we ain't in it. We don't know shit about it. You know what I'm saying? So my goal is really to educate us because there's huge opportunities in Africa mm-hmm. for us. And I'm not saying like completely leave where we're at. Like, you can have one foot in America and one foot in Africa, but I feel like we need to really start opening our minds to these opportunities because Africa is the fastest-growing economy. It's been named the most profitable region in the world. And when I go there, the the people that I see winning is Europeans, Chinese, Indians, and they are dominating these industries. And it's Africans, Black people that look like us that are, like, doing the work.
1: Doing all the work.
2: And... The thing is, like, we have access to capital here. What they do in Africa is their interest rates is 30%. So they can't even go to the bank and go get a loan. And although they walking on top of gold, they can't even mine their own resources because the fucking interest rates is 30%. But the Europeans, the Chinese, they in their countries, they get one, two percent interest rates and they build a like billion dollar operations these mines last for fifty years, hundreds years, and they're making a few billion dollars per year.
1: How much you need?
2: Um. So, our goal is to um. We have a we have a capital raise of twenty five million. So we're gonna start with like five billion, and then we will um, continuously expand.
1: No, I'm asking like how much you need to like. Let's just say for an average African, if I wanted to, you know, start digging up gold and start creating my own mining company or whatever, how much money do I need?
2: I mean, it's levels to mining. You got to start somewhere because there's a lot of Africans like I told you they live a handsome mouthful of gold, but that shit ain't sustainable. If you you fucking mining a gold. You might get a few ounces. Now you sell that for a few thousand dollars. But now you back to doing, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's levels. Like you got some companies that, you know, they invest in the hundreds of millions of dollars into their mines. So it's just levels to mining. Like you can start small and grow, but mining is very capital intensive. It's a lot of, um, just heavy equipment, a lot of skilled professionals needed, mm-hmm. safety concerns. So, it's, it's levels. But luckily, we're, we're, where we're located, like we're surrounded by a lot of billion-dollar mining companies. So, they, these Africans are very experienced. You know?
1: How does, how does one get started in this? If there's someone that was interested in doing something like this, where would they start? Would you?
2: Yeah. I mean... I didn't pay my dues. Like I've been doing this shit since twenty nineteen, so I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of, um, have a lot of good mentors that already have mines and mm-hmm. mining companies. So you want to start with people that you can trust, because you know in Africa, like you will, you will get got. You will get
1: finessed. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. Any foreign land. I went to Haiti one time with my dad, and he thought he was buying some property. <laughs> then they wrote up a bunch of fake paperwork and oh made God. them pay some money and just disappeared. <laughs> like, never even happened.
2: Yeah, that should have had you not wanting to go back. Like, man, fuck that.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I need to go to Africa. I really want, not not on that type of time, but I just want to go see Africa. I just need to see it and feel it. In.
2: Yeah, you do, you do, you do. It's so much. It's like beautiful. It's just the vibe.
1: Mm.
2: It's the real vibe. Where you gonna go?
1: That was so, it was supposed to be my first trip. I was gonna get my passport and go to Africa for like two weeks. But life's just been catching up with me. Work. Uh, you just gotta do
2: shit. it. You just gotta do
1: it. It'd be like, it's never the right time. I'd be like,
2: Where you just gonna go? Ghana?
1: I was gonna put some places in the hat and just go. Just pick head. a place. So it was either gonna be um it was Ghana. I scratched Nigeria off the list. It's too wild. Ghana, South Africa, Egypt.
2: Around. Nah, you don't do Egypt. Not first. Not, Not first. first. Mm-hmm. You got to experience the blackness.
1: like. Uh, I, I really want to the... go to, like, I want to experience different parts. So I want to, like, go to a village where, like, it ain't really much. We ain't got, like, no fucking sailor yeah. service. It's just me and the hut and the people. And then I want to go to the city. And I just want to just. You know, mm-hmm. just wander through yeah like you should come up, you
2: should come on one of my trips you know how to do group trips
1: oh yeah when are you going when is
2: that um I probably do one in February then I probably do one in August but I do like a mining adventure ship so I take people to the gold mines the copper mines and then we go to like the village because where my land is like mm-hmm. where they live in the huts and all of that but then we see then we go to like the safari you know, Zambia is the world's largest waterfall it's Really? Dope. Yeah, Yeah, soap.
1: All these gems and jewelry have all that came from Africa? Um No that ring did.
2: Yeah, this one's there not this one. I got this in in Qatar.
1: What kind of stone is that? Green one?
2: This is Tasber, right?
1: From Tas and where are you? you say it.
2: It was basically like a green garnet.
1: It's not is it does it cost a lot?
2: You can. Mm. You definitely can. But um, mm. yeah, Africa's alive. This is after y'all, uh, especially like December, gonna be alive.
1: I've heard, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go down there on some party shit. Like if I was down there for a month, I could possibly like chill in Ghana for, like that a week or something. But I already do too much partying and shit here. No, I would definitely, definitely. love to experience it, but. I want to relax. I want to just yeah. connect back to like earth.
2: Yeah, yeah. the beach would be it. Yeah, you gotta like go to the beach in Africa. The beach, the safari.
1: February. How much it cost?
2: Six thousand.
1: Flight included. Mm. Uh, pay my flight and pay six thousand. Mm. For how long?
2: Ten days. My bad. Hmm. Yeah, like usually people come on my trips like they want to see the business side. They interested in mining. Mm-hmm. This ain't you like know,
1: no fucking trip that, like just relaxes. Nah, like, this ain't yet. no
2: relax shit. Mm-hmm. Like we in we in the trenches with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably start doing trips to Kenya though. I just got back from Kenya though. Kenya's alive. They got the world's most beautiful beaches.
1: You know what? Like you first, when I first met you, was like, "Yeah, um, I be mining minerals and and whatever you had said." Today. I was like, "It don't look like you do that." You know, like just looking at you and I was like, "Oh," because you really can't tell. It's like you, you could say it, but I don't know. I just didn't. Not saying I didn't believe you. It just the thing that you were saying just didn't sound real. Like, you, yeah, what because
2: I mean, you don't hear that like. Who says
1: hey, that? You go to Africa and mine gold and diamonds? Mm. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay. But no, nah, it's very, very interesting. I'm the type of person, I see that, man. Like, I I don't know. I start thinking of some whole other shit. It's million-dollar plan, a billion-dollar plan. And never come back to America.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm on my billion-dollar plan.
1: You don't think you need a man to help you with this?
2: Um, I have, I have um. Men in my life. No. You
1: know I mean? Like, <laughs> like a like a husband boyfriend type of situation.
2: Eventually, but you know when, that's been hard. Like, cause I'm always gone. You know what I'm saying. He's but I'm African. Yeah, I probably have me an African husband. I'm over these niggas over here.
1: You over these niggas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: over these niggas. <laughs> Maybe
1: they're just not ready for you.
2: Girl, y'all better go to Africa. Go go get you one.
1: Don't them Africans be having multiple wives?
2: I'm sure some of them, but Christianity done got them. A lot of them, too. Are you Christian? I'm spiritual. I'm like, I can learn from all religions.
1: I feel the same way.
2: Yeah, I I I am, well you know your yeah, history though it's hard to be religious for me like I'm I'm too much of a a reader a study a truth seeker like mm-hmm. when i know like the truth is hard for me to conform
1: mm-hmm. yeah same with me once I once I got one piece of like information that that made me start thinking about religion and no, it's not right. It's something not right about this. I'm not saying religion is wrong, but um, yeah. I I chose it only because my mom was Christian. Right. So how can I just choose something I know nothing about for it? I'm just going off of what my parents had told me in church. So it just made me question things. I just started just doing research on just life, revolution.
2: Right. Yeah,
1: you know, I don't do religion no more.
2: And then when you see, like, how they used to make black people, like, we couldn't do, do nothing else. It was illegal to read, but you could read a Bible.
1: Yeah, used to beat it on you. Beat it, like, yo. <laughs> You're going to learn this shit. Even in Africa. Yeah, I same seen, shit. I seen a clip the other day where they had everybody in the school, and they, they beat you until you memorized everything. You need to notice. this. We're going to beat this shit out of you. Kids <laughs> and...
2: They got Africa bad. They believe in white Jesus. Like, straight up. crazy. They be having, like, stickers on their car, white Jesus, calendars, white Jesus. I'm like...
1: It's brainwashed. It's brainwashed.
2: uh, My engineer, I just had a whole debate. He's very educated. I'm like, you think Jesus is white? He's like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. The levels, like when you believe your oppressor is your god, like the same people that oppressed you, is your god. Like that's crazy. That's
1: it made me think. Like how could how can you be so smart? How can people be so smart and they can have all this money and and you believe that? How? Because religion
2: teaches you not to question. A lot of people they just be like, yeah, they don't question.
1: I question everything. I question my food. I question women. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I question that. everything. Even just the way just typical relationships are. You know, like somebody had to create this this new not new, not new but this way of thinking when it comes to like relationships. Someone came up with this idea that you know what? We should have marriage. Someone. At some point in time, somebody came up with it. Not that mm-hmm. it was just from the beginning of the time, no, somebody came up with this. So that means that I have a choice. Like that doesn't have to be something that I have to stand on or live by. I can create my own idea. I can live life exactly how I want to live it. I don't have to live by this. So you
2: don't want to get married?
1: I don't want to get married for the reasons other people get married. I want to get married because I want a life partner. I want somebody that's, that's going to really be a partner in my life. And the word partner, that's what I need, a partner. I love because I fall out of love with a person. I want somebody else sexually. You know, like, I would want to entertain somebody for a certain period of time. So, my person that I choose to marry is my business partner, my life partner. The person that just understands me. Like a, like a friend. Like a very so,
2: you would have to have, like, an open relationship, essentially. Pretty much. Okay. Then I you like, I saw a clip where, like. You gave a girl a ring a sign. Was that for real or for fake?
1: That was recent. That was fake.
2: <laughs>
1: that was like years ago.
2: I don't know. I just was scrolling. I seen it. I
1: was on. I was on
2: I don't know. I just remember her like. You don't even know the shit you have. I don't, shit mean, do I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh-uh, it's all cap. <laughs>
2: Not all
1: cat uh, I mean, well, not, not say <laughs> It's all for entertainment, I would say. Entertainment purpose. Entertainment purpose.
2: I mean, yeah. So how's dating life treating you in Atlanta? Like it's well,
1: like I'm in an open relationship now.
2: Okay. But before you got that, it, like y'all got it too easy. Y'all got it too good out here. Like it's so many beautiful women in Atlanta.
1: That's easy. That's not easy. I don't know, That's very it's difficult. like it's
2: difficult for I feel like us. But then again, it might be, you know, it's, it's it's supposed to be quality over quantity. So I don't really know what the date and pool is like, but it's just there's so many women in Atlanta.
1: Why is it hard for you?
2: I'm not gonna say it's necessarily hard for me because I just have not been out there. Like I've really been. I just got out of a relationship in July, so. Mm-hmm. I've really been inside.
1: That was a long-term relationship?
2: Mm-hmm. Like we were together for like two years. That's long term? That's long enough.
1: Two years, that's when you really started to get to know a person. That one and okay. one and a half year mark, you start to really see shit. Like... Yeah, I
0: guess
1: so. Hmm. But I'm in a relationship. Before then, it was... It was just overwhelming. It's too many women. It's like it never stops. It mm-hmm. never stops. Like I don't even be looking for women. Women just
2: They be flocking.
1: Just come out of nowhere. they be flocking and jocking. Flocking, <laughs> jocking and just there. Non
2: stopping.
1: Non stop. Like it's it's never it's just never enough. And um it's like you get tired of it, but you can't you can't do nothing about it. Unless you get in a relationship, and then you get in a relationship, it's like, damn, I, I really can't do this. I really can't do this relationship because you're just so used to being free and having multiple women and just doing shit. And that life becomes an addiction. And then even when your relationship, like, you still kind of have an urge for it. And this, this is, like, conversations I had with multiple guys. Like, everybody feel the same. It's kind mm-hmm. of like we're in this fucking, it's like, they made it this way whoever controlling this shit made it this way <laughs> <laughs> they got this shit i just fucked up but i, I, I chose it's, to get it's you the,
2: atlanta niggas
1: man it's go to tennessee god it go to idaho
2: i'm going to africa go to
1: africa what's yeah. the difference between you see like the relationship like how is relationships out there that you see versus here in america or just in Atlanta?
2: i don't know i just feel like men in america have a lot of trauma Trauma. That they're dealing with, like they got, you know, a lot of them don't have fathers. They're dealing with that. They, they got moms that are, that have passed their trauma on to them. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of trauma growing up in America. It's trauma everywhere. It is, but like I feel like Africa is just more like culture. It's more like community. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like. It's yeah. more you that know would what make I'm a saying? Difference. That would definitely make a difference. It's like the mom is there, the dad is there, the brothers, the sisters, the cousins, like you grew literally growing up in a village. That's what I see. Like they
1: mm-hmm.
2: here just like every man for itself. Like it's just yeah. we grow up with so much trauma here. And then our men be like really going through it. Like we need a lot of healing. And don't even be realizing it.
1: It's true. I thought about the other day, like I've been depressed. I've been depressed since prison, and I didn't realize that until the other day. How long
2: was you locked up for? Three years.
1: Two years, twenty six months inside, and a year and a half in house. But that year and a half in house, I was free. I was everywhere. But yeah, my mom passed away while I was in prison. That was really like
0: traumatic. Yes.
1: And um, I don't know. Ever since then, like I just been, I just been like just had a blind eye to it. I just work. Yeah. I won't even feel it. And I really felt it like a couple months ago. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna have me a baby.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Not true. I'm
1: gonna have me a child.
2: Yeah. I'm depressed. I'm gonna have me a child. That's gonna fix it. hmm So, did you have the child yet? It's on the way. <laughs> nah, I don't it believe you.
1: It's on way. How many months is she? Five.
2: Oh, okay. Is a boy or a girl? A girl. For real? Mm. the entertainment purpose?
1: No, I'm so serious.
2: Okay, but I'm going to need you to deal with your, you know, your depression. Go to therapy. I ain't going to do it. Write it down. I don't know. I figured it out I Meditate. I figured it out. You good? Mm-hmm. What is it?
1: I needed unconditional love. I needed, like, love. But not from a a woman. And -hmm. not the type of love that's just trying to control me. None of that. I needed, like, unconditional love. Somebody's going to love me. Like my mother. Or not even like my mother. Just that type of connection. Like knowing that mm. somebody that's always going to be there is going to love me regardless of what I do. Oh.
2: Okay. So the baby.
1: A baby. Mm. Hopefully. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm happy every day.
2: Okay. As long as you're happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, the baby should definitely Help. Hopefully, I think so. Baby's the beautiful. So, congratulations! Thank That's you. That's a big like step, fatherhood.
1: I know it's mm-hmm. making me become a whole different person every day. It's like I used to think for myself. Now it's like, nah, you got you got something on the way. Like you have to build something for real. You no know, like no days off. Or, it ain't it ain't for me no more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is a great thing. So
2: what's next? Like, how are so you gonna move in together? Like, what type of mm. setup is it gonna be?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna build a foundation for that. Like, even though I'm in an open relationship, I don't even want to talk to anyone right now. I just want to focus on that. I just want to focus on her, the child, and building that up and. Getting to know her. Yeah. Having a, a house for them.
2: How long have y'all been together? Mm, like five months.
1: <laughs> Six months. So like month one, she got pregnant.
2: Was she black? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: of Of course. I really want a Haitian woman, too. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Okay, but are y'all gonna live together with the baby, and like you're gonna try to make it like a happy family type mm-hmm.
1: of. I'm always I'm gonna have of course I'm having home then I'm always gonna have my own home.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got a name?
1: Yeah, but I didn't say it. Taylor. Okay. Taylor. I I'm, I'm just. It's not even for social media. Like I'm not even gonna broadcast it. Like.
2: Are you not gonna? Are you gonna post the baby? Mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. Never.
1: Maybe a couple of years.
2: Okay. That's fair. But
1: ain't, it's not for the world. Yeah, like my my Instagram, my social media is not personal. People might think it's personal, but it's nothing personal. I don't show family. I don't show like yeah. nothing intimate for real. And for me to open that door to like, I don't want people to know that side of me. Just you just get the entertainment side. And when it's time to open that door up, I didn't yeah. even get paid from it. Yeah. Pay me.
2: Uh, I hear that.
1: People got so much to say about shit. Like, well if you're gonna talk. Hey me. I don't want a gear. Yeah,
2: I can take it. But, um, I'm proud of you, though. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so, so come from where you came. Did you think about this in prison? mm No?
1: Not of this magnitude, no.
2: But you thought about it, like, I'm going to come out, I'm going to come home and...
1: Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a brand and I'm be famous. How's it go? So podcast is something I wrote down, but I didn't know what the fucking podcast was. I just knew that I need to be like, I need to be speaking to people. I need to like, uh, it was, it was really to be a motivational speaker, to be on stages, sharing my story, talking to other prisoners, talking to juveniles. That was like the real goal, like teaching financial literacy. That was the plan.
2: But you can't be, I was watching a clip. And, you know, I'm, like, straight pro-black. I'm on some, like, like, we need to get off this whole European, you know, materialistic. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was mad at you in one clip. I'm like, yo, what is he talking about? Because you were like, if she ain't iced up, if she ain't got the new Van Cleef, and she ain't got... I'm like, really? Really, (laughs) Jonathan? Like, that's how you come in? It
1: was was taken out of context. Mm -hmm. I posted for that reaction, but where it came from was I was I was having dinner with some homies and then it was a girl sitting there by herself like she didn't have no friends it was her birthday she had no friends with her and we just sparked up a conversation about it. like yo listen like that type of girl like I probably wouldn't talk to because just going based off her look like it seems like one she ain't got no friends and two like you supposed to be this good looking woman but you ain't got nothing to show for it not saying that all beautiful women got to have something, but in this day and age, especially in Miami, if you're beautiful and bad, someone that you dealt with in the past had to see some type of value in you to invest in you some way, somehow. So like, I don't, I don't even mean that just because you don't have shit don't mean you're nothing. That's not what I meant. I just meant that.
2: kind sounded real superficial. Cause I'm like, even if you meet a woman with all of that, like there's two sides for that but it now, is
1: because I hate women that have all that shit like I wouldn't even approach women that was just all bust down and, because it's high maintenance and you, what you expected from a man is that I would assume nice. right so it's really two sides for it like, damn you ain't got shit you ain't nothing damn if you got shit I don't want you so I didn't I didn't meet it like that I didn't <laughs> the, I like, talked about it for like a good four or five narcissist minutes narcissist
2: type shit <laughs>
1: I only put that minute out just because I knew I would run for some feathers. You
2: know? <laughs> oh yeah, you run for feathers. And it
1: went viral. You know what I mean? So, but if you really watch the whole episode, I really didn't mean it like that for real. Like, oh, okay. I don't judge women by the, like what they have, but, but if you claim to be a bad bitch, then what else do you have besides your looks to make you a bad bitch? You know, like outside of what a nigga that bought you. Like, what have you done for yourself? You Got a house? Got Nice car. You got a good career. Point. You know, like, how can you be a bad bitch if nothing about you is bad? You know, that's what I really meant. You know, like, women claim that they, oh, I'm a bad bitch. Like, all you got is apartment And nothing else.
2: Man. That's a car note. And some bags with nothing in it.
1: That's all I meant. I know a lot of them was pissed off at that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I just... I'm an entertainer, so
2: yeah, I get it. Got to keep him entertained. I get it.
1: Shaka bars, how, like, how did you um, did you meet him? Right, I did. Did you meet our revolt world?
2: No, he actually came into Atlanta, and um, I picked him up from the airport. We chopped it up.
1: Did y'all talk through Instagram, or did y'all already had?
2: Um, yeah, we talked a few times through Instagram, but um,
1: yeah. Oh. Huh. How was that?
2: Dope. He's he's dope. Um we um we should definitely be connecting on some things. But yeah, he's dope. He very very earthy. You know, we went and got some he bowls a bee landed on his finger. I'm like he's like I'm like, it's some real bars type shit. <laughs> <laughs> he feed a bee, honey. Really?
1: Yeah. Damn, that's dope. Yeah, I met man on Road World. Remote. Yeah, he's dope. He's you know
2: he on my he on he on the wave, you
1: know. He's tapping into like the minerals and gold and shit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll probably do something together in the near future.
1: That's that's, a, that's a big thing you're doing though, especially mm-hmm. for a woman. Is there any women when you when you go out there do you see women in that that field?
2: Not on, not on that level. I mean. It's a very male-dominated industry. Do
1: mm-hmm. you feel like it's going to be like obstacles that come away just because you are women, are a woman? Like,
2: uh. um, not really because I'm a woman, but I know there's there's obstacles in any and everything in life. Anything that you really want, the universe is always going to test you to see how bad you want it.
1: Yeah. But you being a woman and trying to do that, being amongst men, I would assume, like, you know, niggas that hate, like, I don't want to do business with her.
2: No. It's been, my experience in Africa has been straight love. Like, especially with the energy that I'm coming with, where I'm really looking to empower the local communities where they're used to white-dominated companies. Like, they like a black-owned Large scale mining company, like how? Yeah, we want to work with you. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I seen Chakra. Shaka, I see him post like uh, videos of like the mines and like the, the conditions out there, and like how the workers, you know, like they should be benefiting off this, but they're not. You know, they're just workers. They 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 getting the very short end of the stick, like just crumbs. Just yeah. to, like, eat for the day. Right. You
2: know? That's in the Congo. Mm. Um, so the Congo had, like, passed a law where... So the people can't... Just won't starve. And because the land is so rich in minerals, they passed a law where any and everybody mine, including children. Oh. Just so they could eat. Yeah. You know? So... You know these are like these industrial mines, and if you could literally just pick up some dirt and feed yourself that's what they're doing mm-hmm. so it's very unfortunate because the congo is the richest place in the world but it's also the poorest um but you know i feel like it's very important that that's why it's important for us to be owners for us to be a, get a piece of the market share because when you have these foreign companies in Africa, they don't care about black people. They don't care about the children. They just there to take, take, take mm-hmm. and keep it moving and build up Europe, build up Canada, build up big countries. And that's what they've been doing. So really my initiative is really about like bringing awareness, but Owning a piece of the market share, creating a blueprint, because all those companies there, they can easily create a better environment for them. They need the minerals anyway, so it's like, why not empower them, you know, bring them the equipment they need, make the condition, stay more safe? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Greed.
1: Greed. That's humans. What about if you get greedy?
2: No, nah, I mean, it's, it's about character. Like, when you know you got everything at your fingertips, and you know how to manifest, and you really operate in your power, you know that there's no such thing as lack. Like, that's how I move. I don't worry about nothing. I've, I haven't worked for nobody since... 2005, and I've always been taken care of, and I know like I know how to manifest. So when you got when you got access to gold at your at your feet, grief for what?
1: Hmm. That's how I feel. I moved through life like with no care in the world, no worries or nothing, like. Even when, like, my money get low, I don't even trip. It'd be, like, just out of nowhere. this money just fall out the sky for me. <laughs> right. And just keep it moving. But I am an ultimate manifester. I can manifest anything.
2: When's your birthday? July 30th. What's that? that August Leo? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know Malik. Mm-hmm. And you think he was on here. Malik be getting on my mind though. some sometimes. He be on my page commenting. <laughs> 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 Dumb shit. I be like, Malik, if you don't get off my page with this bullshit. You don't even be
1: posting this. What can you comment? Like, huh? You don't even post like... You, you post like real shit and you post like um, things that gotta do with what you're doing. And...
2: I post a lot of pro-black stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I post a lot of pro-black uh, injustices and he be you on know, his Well, the white people modernized the world. White people gave us this. I'm like, bruh, you sound like a real coon right now. Uh,
1: You (laughs) love my page with this. (laughs) I mean, white people did modernize the world, right? That's how I look at it. But did we need that shit? Did we really need it?
2: I mean, they also pillaged and plundered everywhere they went. They fucking murdered and
1: they took took and
2: conquered and divided. Everywhere they went, so, like, even, yeah, so, who knows?
1: I look at the world like, yeah, this technology and shit is cool. It is, it's it's great, whatever. But I think, I think life was just so much peaceful and just easier back then. Easier in the sense where, like, of course technology makes everything faster. Like, I don't have to take a ship to goddamn Africa, which might take goddamn three months. That's great, now, But... An uh, easier life is like growing your own food. You know, ha- not having to worry about money. Like I have a, a village that we all feed each other. Like life is just easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like they made they made the world faster. Unbalanced. It's like we're, just we're done. Off
2: balance. This shit is.
1: It is. It's it's wicked. It's off balance.
2: It's crazy right now.
1: It's like people just moving like just in a trance. It's like we're not even thinking outside of like
2: people are like sick. Like it's it's wild right now. Even especially like in Atlanta. You can't even I can't even park my car without the shit getting broken into it. Don't
1: try to park, shit. park
2: your car and leave a bag in, on the back seat. Like
1: You gotta just leave the doors unlocked, windows broken out, cracked Listen, bro. Leave a note. Hey, man, there's nothing in this car, but the door's open if you wish to go inside. Cool. I'm tired of that shit, man.
2: And now you having a daughter. That's a whole nother level. Like, look at the music that you got to deal with. Like, that shit is a whole nother nightmare. I know. It's like certain things you want to protect your children from, and you can't. Like, it's everywhere. Everywhere. This shit is, like, real different so different from how we grew up and it's only getting worse
1: only getting worse
2: that's why i'm ready to get the fuck now if
1: you're conscious of it it doesn't have to be worse like understanding how the world works instead of just moving with the flow of everything like it's like if if something wasn't happening in this world like some type of catastrophe and everybody was just running Motherfuckers are running the same goddamn direction.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm going in the other direction. I'm going, I'm going to step out of
1: line and figure some other shit out.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, like, once you're conscious of what's going on that for That shit
2: has always worked for me. I see bad traffic. People going one way. I'm like, oh. Yo.
1: Screw <laughs> it. Uh-uh. Hell nah. No, I'm not saying no line No long at nah. Screw it. Right. Mm-mm. But I'm going to teach my child just to, just to understand the world. You know, like, this is, yeah, like, this is music, but. Just understand what this is for real. No, this is like a.
2: Yeah. Now it's like you gotta give it to them raw.
1: mm -hmm. Period. Even with TV and everything. Dating. Oh my God. Dating.
2: No, you got time, so. I
1: know. I got time, but.
2: Just enjoy her while she's a baby. Yeah. Do you see? Yes. Are you born and raised in Atlanta? Born in Jersey. Oh, okay. Is this your, like, final stop? Can you see yourself moving anywhere else?
1: Oh, no, I'm, I'm getting up out of here. So my my goal is to have one big-ass mansion in LA. Like, a $20 million mansion. Mm-hmm. And then in Atlanta, I'll have, like, something. In Miami, I'll have something.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: in, like, Haiti, definitely have something. Africa, mm-hmm. I want to have to live, like, I want to live really modest in Africa. Like T P type shit. I wanna mm. I wanna be able to live like that and then go to my big boy mansion in LA so I could appreciate it more.
0: Mm.
1: So I get like a balance. Mm. You know, I can appreciate living with nothing and then living with everything.
2: Okay, that's interesting.
1: But I definitely, I'm already on in land. I wish I could leave now, but due to this my job, I just can't leave right now. But i am definitely on growing land. I can't even it's just different here in Atlanta for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, like, in Miami, I can move very freely without any type of, like, I ain't got to really watch my back in Miami. In Atlanta, like, I'm moving, like...
2: Niggas you know you now, huh? Yeah, I
1: got to move like anything might happen. I'm just, I move really, really fast. Like, I'm just in and out. like Head on a swivel. In Miami, I'm just, like, relaxed. hmm in Atlanta, too many people don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Too so many niggas is just... It's, it's, it's love, but it's definitely some hate out there. Yeah.
2: It's gonna be that. There's love, there's hate. Where you see yourself
1: living at? Zoom.
2: I'm definitely gonna be in Zambia.
1: Zambia.
2: Um, I'll definitely... Yeah, I'll be there for a minute. But I gotta live by... I got to live on the coast. Like, I have to... Zambia don't have any water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a landlocked country. So I have to be on the beach. Like, I need to wake up every morning and see some blue water. And that shit just hit different. What?
1: The sun, the water, the the sound, the air, the smell. Man, listen, I need all that. <laughs>
2: I just came from Kenya. Yo, the water was so clear, blue. They got like, white sand? Huh? Is it white sand? Yes. Yeah. Clear blue, white sand. I was gonna have it. Like I'm like, I need a house right here. God
1: damn. I need to get away. <laughs> I need to get away.
2: When the last time you've been away? Oh you have it, right? Because you've been on paper?
1: Yeah, last summer, not this summer before last I went to Damn. The three summers ago. Damn, three summers ago I went to Virgin Islands. Uh-huh. By myself.
2: Yeah, you over
1: And before prison, I used to try to, like, like, it was nothing. Mm. I just get up and go, hey, man, we're going to um, Spain tomorrow. Where you want to go? Hey, let's go. Oh. oh, hey, we're going to Dubai. Let's go. And when they took that away from me, it just felt like I just, they took a, like, yeah, they took my, my fraud and stuff away from me, but that passport <laughs> was just different. I couldn't yeah. get up and leave. My last trip was Jamaica, though. My real last trip was Jamaica. I spent like nine days
0: yeah, Jamaica in Jamaica.
1: Boy, I smoked some good-ass weed. I ate some good-ass seafood. I was on the beach. It was just life. It was like paradise. As soon as I got back, oh, yeah, you got to go to court by Indictment. Oh, my gosh. That's the
2: worst. Yeah. Prison then was like, shit. Traumatic. It makes you really appreciate life on a whole other level. And I feel like it's either not, I feel like prison either makes you or breaks you.
1: I'm going to create a prison. Huh? I'm not, right? But the other day I just had this idea. I won't to say too much because my might like, still. I had this idea that, you know, prison really changed my life. It really changed me as a person mm. for the good. You know, I studied there, I worked out, you know, I met great people. You know, I mm-hmm. learned different fucking subjects. I was like, damn, like, what if every man went through this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I could create a prison.
2: Not really a prison, though. Like, Not a, a prison, but not a, like it's a, like college,
1: prison, and... um.
2: It's like a, I, I feel you, dog.
1: It's all in one. It's like you learn everything you need to learn there.
2: Nah, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, it definitely allowed me to tap into talents that I ain't know I had. Mm-hmm. I crocheted a whole dress, like a badass dress. Like, the shit was like this. Beautiful, like, thick. I'm like, yo, how the hell did I do this?
1: I came up with this Pillows. whole brand in prison. It'd it's, mm-hmm. it be times when, like I'd be trying to get creative and I can't get. It was like shit that was just sparking and it was like nonstop the whole time. And I cannot get back to that.
2: Yeah. I wrote a whole poem poetry book, which I want to release. I'm like, yo, I need to put these out. These shits are dope. I used to wake up four o'clock in the morning and just write, I can't even do that shit now.
1: Some about that shit. <laughs> some about not okay. being distracted and being in this this environment where it's like, fuck. Yeah. I gotta make the most of this time. Cause shit, time is just flying by. When I want time to fly by. So, what can I do outside of sleep? Man. Prison was hard. I know, like, it wasn't just easy because I was, like, working out two, three times a day. Fucking reading.
2: And he was in the feds, so it's different.
1: You ain't go to the fence? Yeah. Oh. Of course you went to the feds. Point system.
2: I'm just saying
1: So, that nigga out?
2: Yeah, he out. Bitch ass nigga.
1: Bitch ass nigga. I feel y'all not. Motherfucker, any motherfucker that tried to tell on me, they ain't had a thought of telling on me, man. Fuck them niggas. Forever. Fuck y'all niggas.
2: Man, we ain't even getting no money together, nigga.
1: Like, you. Yeah, like, on. shit, you could have snitched on everybody Like, why well, you had to call with your phone? You ain't even made no money together. All right, let me, let me really think of some people like, right, that can really throw under the bus for real. Now the motherfucker some innocent bystander. Like, that's some whole ass shit. And I get what I gotta say their life.
2: That just had a baby. Like nigga, you know I just had a baby. I <laughs> I let
1: you know, to man, me. niggas gonna say they ass.
2: You know, everything happens for a reason, you know. Because Yeah. I probably wouldn't be an Africa.
1: And when you was going through that you probably was like, yo, this is probably like the worst shit that could ever fucking happen. And I'm a really optimistic person. I was like, "No, nah, I can't think like that." I definitely got to go in this motherfucker and come out with something. Yeah, there's some bullshit, but if you never went through that, you wouldn't be in Africa.
2: Mm-mm. And good. it really like it allowed me to like, I really felt like I connected with my ancestors, and also like First, experience or, what they went through through slavery. Like, uh-huh. awesome. That's exactly
1: what it feel like going to that motherfucking Conway. You that chain, motherfucker
2: feel waist like your chain, your legs chain, your arm chain. You seeing it's like two hundred men lined up for the plane, two hundred women lined like that. Shit was crazy. Man, and you got to step up on the thing. Like I really like that. shit felt like an auction block. Like I really felt. Lawrence, I'm like yo, it's my ancestors went through this shit.
1: I remember that shit vividly. Yep, we was standing outside the motherfucking plane. Everybody lined up. Damn,
2: you walking like.
1: That shit was, <laughs> I was on a bus with a nigga that had 11 life sentences. Oh my God, damn nigga, you ain't never getting out this motherfucker. You gotta see this shit for the rest of your motherfucking life, nigga.
2: But it really opened my eyes to the level of mass incarceration
1: about yeah, people. This is just a, a, a small percentage of what you just experienced. This shit happened fucking all over America on different levels, federal, state, juvenile. Man, is she crazy, motherfucker!
2: But it's us, and then you know a lot. A lot of people don't know this, but like the epidemic of taking women's wombs, like that shit was crazy. Excuse me. Yeah. They, like, that's,
1: that's the thing.
2: That yeah, that was the thing. Like they would take
1: this like, is a lot of the old days. A now? lot
2: of black women like. I don't know if they're doing it now, but mm. I know Callie had recently, like, outlawed it. But it was, like, a real epidemic where women would go in for, like, a simple checkup and come out with a hysterectomy. Like, and then I know in there, we would see women in their wheelchair. We'd be like, oh, she just got her his." Hyst-
1: for what, though?
2: <laughs> Especially the gay women. If they were gay, oh, they was straight gear hysterectomies.
1: what are they doing with the with this Who?
2: I don't know <laughs> I have no idea but it was a it was a real thing for black women they were taking their wombs. wow and you could look that up and that's sure a real thing like it was a real epidemic especially in Cali hmm it's it's crazy. What can they do with that? They would do like a lot of little experimental, like vaginal meshes and just crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Women would go in there for like a infection and be told, Oh, you gotta get a hysterectomy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, and the type of sentences like the feds, you know, it's a lot of you know Professionals, doctors, lawyers, mm-hmm. and just the sentences I was seeing, it was crazy. Like, you would think people was murdering people 20 years, 30 years, for some bullshit.
1: Yeah. That's different. Just the, the prison system is just fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's why I really want to leave America. I'm like I ain't raising no family here, man, for real.
2: Yeah, that's not it we think like we got it so good start traveling start seeing how fresh the food is how you get treated like a king or a queen for a fraction of the cost mm-hmm. how you live like a king or a queen for the fraction of the cost like definitely overrated america is so overrated
1: now nah, you, can, you can use america for what it's for you yeah. know like, yeah, borrow some money. Like that part. You know what I mean? Like, do what you can in America, but you definitely gotta explore outside. Once I first had a taste of overseas, I just like, yo, I gotta live outside of the country. I need to keep going outside the country. Every time I left the country, I just just got a a, a new sense of like just direction. Like, you know what? There's like, a, I know what I need to do when I get back home. I need to. Every time, I don't know what it is about leaving this country. But some people ain't never left. They don't know what the fuck is out there.
2: Yeah, that's my philosophy. Keep one foot in America and one foot somewhere else. For me, it's one foot in America and one foot in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that I could leverage here. Mm-hmm. But Africa gives me access to everything. It gives us access to all the resources, raw materials that we can't access nowhere else in the world. And then when you black American in Africa, you just able to move, like you can maneuver in rooms very differently and be very respected. Mm-hmm. Like doors really open up for us. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that from men too. You know, cause some people be like, Oh, you just you saying that cause you're a beautiful woman, but I've heard it from men too, like Africa just Gives us a different type of different type of opportunities as Americans, Black Americans, the diaspora. So I would definitely, I definitely encourage everybody, like really tap in, explore, go to Africa.
1: Where your parents from?
2: See. Um, my dad is from they from New York.
1: They American. You don't look American like you got something in you
2: yeah, my grandparents are from um, Jamaica and then uh, I, dev- I tracked my, my grandmother back to Africa, guinea bee style my dad How though, you do that? I did like African ancestry
1: hmm. I don't trust that
2: <laughs> yeah I don't know
1: But you got the hands of a islander
2: oh my god not the hands
1: <laughs> like you can cook
2: my thick hands Like you can like cook some shit you can definitely whoop somebody's <laughs> ass <eggs. laughs> but i do want it with my dad's side cause my dad got the he got the chinky eyes like me I just wanna see like what he got going on but they was like slaves <laughs> like my aunt like got the slave records of my dad's family
1: the records, damn.
2: Like that show sold for fifteen hundred.
1: Yeah, I couldn't live back then. I'd just die. <laughs> kill me, man. Yeah, me fuck <laughs> <laughs> I have me fucked up. I'd jump out the ship or something. Or took right. over the ship. Ain't going for this shit, man. Have yeah, me fucked up. I just couldn't do it. I just, I just can't see myself doing it.
2: Mm. Yeah, nah, me neither. I don't fucking be hired My app would have been Harriet Tubman.
1: Real shit. I don't said, I'm like, man, it's only 20 of them. Right, that's a hundred of us. bro. let's do this. The fuck out of here. Yeah. And I took over. My plantation.
0: That's crazy. I mean,
1: that's what I would do. Hmm. What do you see yourself in like five, years? Billionaire?
2: Mm, exactly. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm
1: manifesting.
2: Worry, I'm already halfway, like the land is valued at a few billion, for sure. Now we just got to get the minerals out the ground, get them mm-hmm. processed, so that's where I'm at now.
1: Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Bigger.
2: Yeah, I'll be inviting you on the jet soon to Africa. Do that. <laughs> I'm on the
1: way. I'm on, I think I might either do August or February. I got to get
2: up out of here. Yeah, come with some coins, too. Come invest. That, too. And then you could be buying your gold from me. Well, the first time
1: I'm doing what you do, I'm just looking. I'm just peeping out what's going on. How much is a kilo of gold worth out there?
2: Um, So, they know the market price. You know what I'm saying? Uh So, I can't really say... Right now, on the market, kilo of gold is running like 60000 Yeah, you may be able to get it. It depends. It's not easy to just buy a kilo like that. Mm-hmm. You got to literally be on the ground not mining it. As soon as gold comes out the earth, that should have sold. That should have spoken for it. Unless, you got, unless you're in the trenches with the villagers, you sit in there with them like, give me that here. Give me that here. Mm-hmm. Like, but when you're mining it like me, you know, now essentially it's coming out the earth free minus my labor costs, my equipment costs, stuff like that. So on the average, like as a miner, you know, I may be able to get a kilo for like 10000 20000
1: I'm gonna just wear my gold. You gonna wear it? Not all of it, but definitely some kilos. Yeah. Kilo on my wrist, maybe Bounce like maybe like three or four kilos. I ain't get my kilo. I got seven fifty. Kilo on my wrist, kilo. On like, and
2: that is different. Like there is twenty four karat gold. Yeah, yeah, this shit. You know what I'm saying? This shit is cut like drugs. Like it's the biggest scam ever. Like. Niggas be wearing all this gold. That should be 10 carat, 12 carat, 14 carat. Mm -hmm. There, out the soil, we getting it 23 carat, 24 carat. It comes here, they cutting it like drugs.
1: Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers finesse me on my chain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Niggas be getting finesse. Jewelry is the biggest. Has the biggest markup, like a 9,000% markup. Yeah, maybe I
1: could sell my shit here. And go buy me some real kilos out there. If I can get, I know I can get at least 40,000 to mine. And just go buy four kilos. Or at least two.
2: When are you going to get your kilos from?
1: Huh? you?
2: Okay. That works. But you ain't going to get a huge discount. You might get like 10% off the market. I'm just going to mine
1: my own shit. <laughs> I don't need you. I did digging myself, man. Yeah,
2: I'm going to be like, hey, nigga, take a shovel, go.
1: Have you ever tried digging? Like, or you just watch?
2: Um, I have. But um, I did that. I did like some crystal mining. For gold, nah, I just be watching.
1: What about rubies? Are they worth anything?
2: Depending on the, the clarity.
1: Mm.
2: Tanzania has a lot of rubies, but...
1: It got to be like some rare shit. Not like a red ruby. It
2: got to be like clear. Clear? Super clear.
1: What are the colored ones?
2: Meaning like inside, like there's no, like it can't be cloudy. Gotcha. Mm. So it's certain parts of the world that are known for rubies mm-hmm. versus other parts. As you know, Zambia, we have the best emeralds.
1: Uh, are those worth anything, emeralds?
2: Hell uh, yeah. Emeralds are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're worth a lot of money. In Zambia, we have Africa's largest emerald mine.
1: Nobody talks about emeralds.
2: Not in our community. All we know is diamonds. Diamonds ain't even worth shit.
1: They say that diamonds lowers your frequency.
2: I mean, I don't know about low as a frequency. I don't know, but I just know they're not really rare.
1: I've heard gold and copper,
2: and emeralds, and them stones like citrine,
1: mm-hmm. amethyst. Like diamond is the, like the lowest f- frequency of them all.
2: I can see that. I
1: only want diamonds. Unless I go to African Union, but like buying them here. When there's so much fake shit going on, right? like lab-created diamonds, and like you spend all that money for some shit that ain't even fucking worth nothing. I'd rather just give me some gold. I didn't have the gold I already wore it down to. You know what? Fuck jewelry.
2: <laughs> yeah, you just gotta come to Africa. Let's go to Africa. Get you some real gemstones, like citrine. That's some really beautiful, colorful stones. I've been collecting them because my my goal is to do a jewelry mine and do Mm -hmm. only 24-carat gold jewelry. Damn. And, like, colorful, cut, polished gems. Because a lot of us, we don't know what an amethyst looks like cut and polished, what citrine looks like cut and polished. And these stones have real energetic properties, like, for protection, for feeling more happy, for, like, they have real, vibe, you know, vibrations that are, happening with the new stones that affect us a certain type of way. So that's really like that's my next project. And it's a way to like add value to the minerals in the country. So now that people have additional jobs when they're making jewelry and you know supply chain. Hmm. So what else are you passionate about? Like you got the podcast
1: well, I also have a men's group.
2: Okay, that's dope. That's
1: yeah, my next project. Um, like
2: mentorship type. Like.
1: Some mentorship, but um, I'm only the face. I'm creating a, a group uh, full of leaders. I just had to start it, but I did realize that men just need something. They need, you know, a, a group. They need like some type of brotherhood. They need. They need an outlet. And, you know, I just, you know, created a space for it.
2: Healing. You remember know, me? Healing.
1: Healing. Yeah.
2: Niggas eating all this, all these chicken wings, all this low vibrational food, all, these, all this meat, mm-hmm. all these hormones. What you eat? Plant-based.
1: Plants or plant-based?
2: Plant-based, mainly. Mm-hmm. I might do, like, seafood here and there, like, fish here and there, but...
1: You know plant-based is a scam, right?
2: What you
1: mean? Well, because people use the plant-based term a little loosely. So there's like...
2: Meaning like plants. Like I like to eat living foods.
1: Okay. So you can't say plant-based. You just vegan, vegetarian. I don't have a name for what I do. Because i fucking eat some (laughs) fucking fish if I wanted to. Or some lamb, but... People think that all right, just because it's plant based, i mean healthy. Because you can go in the store and can go buy something that's plant based.
2: Nah, you, yeah, I don't. I like to, I like to go towards living food. Like
1: right, that's what we should not be. Not a bunch of conservatives and
2: yeah.
1: People go buy like the nuggets that say plant based. It's frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. still eating dead shit. And if you go look on the ingredients, what the fuck are you really mm, eating? Process, for real? lab. They got rotation. one plant in there that they probably grew themselves and. Now it's plant based, but it's the same shit you've been eating. Same nuggets that's right next to it that don't say plant based. Yeah. So they really kind of trick like slutty, black people like slutty vegan. Right. That's horrible. That's bad for you. Yeah, Nothing I can't eat that shit. I used the to. The first
2: it. time I ate it, like I felt like I ate cardboard. But we don't know. We think it's healthy. And we think
1: it's a healthier way of eating, but it's really not. I really think McDonald's been doing this. This uh what they call this meat um lab. Not the lab meat, but uh, uh like tofu and then they got um
2: Yeah
1: Um Beyond, the impossible, beyond, the beyond meat, meat Impossible Meat. I think McDonald's and all this has really all been impossible meat. They ain't beef, for real. They all been impossible meat. We've been eating this shit. So like now they put this in front of us, oh it's a healthier way, nah it's just another name on it. So you really gotta if you are gonna eat something like a something plant-based like a burger or something, you really gotta eat like a black bean burger, something like that just really made yeah. fresh and cooked. Yeah. They got us all fucked up. <laughs> you that's
2: why I'm about to be in Africa, growing my food, picking Come it on, off the tree.
1: I want to um, grow my own food, so I want to have my farm.
2: Yeah, that's how I want to live. Maybe we should get married. <laughs> yeah, picture that.
1: Maybe it should be us mining, living in Africa.
2: We we'll make you a billionaire.
1: I would probably make you a billionaire.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'll make you a billionaire sooner though.
1: No, 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 no. what I'm saying? is, like, I will help you get there faster.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I and that. then you can
1: just take care of us.
2: Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: I mean, let's not worry about like gender roles and shit like that. You know, like it's about us.
2: You ain't ready for that. Ready for what? For me. Why not? Because I don't think you just—I don't think you're used to my caliber.
1: What's your caliber?
2: I think I'm. I don't know. I might be too eccentric for you.
1: Eccentric. Mm. I don't eccentric. I don't get eccentric for you. No. Just the shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um no, I don't
1: know. I like all types of women. Don't let don't let don't let the podcast fool you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I like realness.
2: Yeah, you give me I don't know. Stripper. Yeah, you give me stripper. IG model. Yeah.
1: No, that's just that's just the, the surface.
2: Entertainment purposes.
1: No, don't get me wrong. I definitely fuck around. But, <laughs> you know, that that's just what's presented to me. You know, like, if I was in an environment where it was nothing but eccentric women, then I would gravitate towards that. I'm just surrounded by this type of energy. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely adjust. Okay. Now the question is, are you ready for a man like me?
2: I don't know. I don't know what I'm ready for now to... I don't know what It's just... I'm trying to get there, because you know, I kind of know, but... I don't know. You know, they say you're supposed to create your partner. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I'm like... I feel like my husband in Africa I feel like since I'm building in Africa, I need to be.
1: I'll take it, take one with you.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of them that want to come. They lined up. Really?
1: Take me. <laughs> <laughs> Please take me. Take me to that mine you build. Take me to the <laughs> land.
2: Mm. Yeah, come come in February. I think I'm gonna do the trip in February. You should. That's short notice. I'm but. Let me do a quick one. They, do, they have like this whole ceremony. So I want to start having my trips around these like traditional African ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So like the Ningoni, like the Zulu tribe.
1: Oh, definitely. We run a Zulu tribe.
2: Yeah, they have like this whole ceremony where the chief, they run with the chief and they cut a bull. They cut the bull and they like rip the organs out. They put it on the fire. And the chief drinks the blood. It's crazy, but it's dope. Like it's. I gotta experience that. And they wear all leopard. Like it's dope. Like they everything see, is, when lep- is that? everything is leopard skin. February, February twenty eighth. But that's why I like that one. That's why I'm like, all right, I think I'm gonna do a trip. Then Dandy is another festival. I forget the name of it. Like. The, Kumboka, and it's like the Lozi tribe, and they cross the river in these boats, and it's these big ass elephant statues on the boats, and they wear like like kilts, like Iris like it's dope. I seen this guys like drone footage. I was like, yo, I have to go to that. Like those African traditional ceremonies, like the and it's like. Ten, twenty boats, and they just crossing the river. They dancing, they singing. There's big elephants in the middle of the boat. Like the elephants are huge, but they're like statues. Like it's just, it's crazy.
1: We should go together.
2: It's crazy.
1: Like as a couple.
2: You should come. Like share room. She comes. Behave yourself. I am. No, you not. I
1: have really great discipline.
2: No, what's the point? What's the point of what? Of sharing the room and trying to have discipline.
1: It it's, it's not always about sex. You just share energy.
2: Okay, like meditate.
1: Meditate. Enchant. Affection. Yeah.
2: Like hugs.
1: Hugs. You know, lay up.
2: <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. on blue balls. I
1: don't. I ain't gonna get blue balls. <laughs> I only get blue balls when I'm trying and I ain't and I ain't accomplishing. Okay. No. As long as you can control yourself.
0: Oh yeah, I'm good.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> you see me my shirt off? Uh oh. <laughs> I joke. I joke.
2: But yes, come, come to Africa, February August. I will. Passport heavy. Your passport in deck now.
1: I ain't even got it. Yet. I don't yeah. want just, I do want to get it, if I ain't going nowhere.
2: You could get it in a day. Book a yeah. ticket, go get it, and yeah. then.
1: So I don't want to just get it. I want to just grab that bitch and leave the next day.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised you ain't leave. Shit, first day off.
1: It's just been, shit just happened. I got off at the end of September. That's when I started my men's group, so I couldn't leave. And I just got shit on top of shit, just. I think I'm we'll gonna go to Jamaica, though for like a couple
2: days. That's a good shot. Jamaica's always a vibe. You love Jamaica. You smoke? Mm-hmm. Mm. More. Mm, just kidding, because I'm not going to on your, your health-conscious tip.
1: I smoke, but it ain't good for me. Now oh, I, had yeah. to, I had to make myself only smoke at night now. Cause I have a really bad habit of just want to smoke, mm. and I told myself I don't smoke at night when I get done with everything. Do you smoke?
0: Mm. Puka. Mm.
1: Right. Um.
2: Uh, Sometimes.
1: Yeah, I want to grow my own weed though. I don't trust the weed. Yeah,
2: that's why I stopped. Cause there's too much going on.
1: I just do not feel right with like, God. It's like. It's an addiction. It's an addiction with the weed. It's something that they do doing. It's, the, it's crack. It's really not. It's yeah. crack. It's like the same cracker, but just softened.
2: It's like, like the sensation of like smoking. That's what people are most addicted
1: to. It, it was the breathing though, like that. It's like it's, it's really therapeutic, but then again, it added the tobacco, which is how are you smoking? It? That tobacco is just an, another addiction. And then the weed, whatever they sprain is, and another addiction. So, yeah, I got to get up out of here.
2: Mm. Let's go. <sighs> Will you marry me? Yeah, you got to come with some dowry though. You know what dowry is?
1: Uh-uh.
2: I mean, you got to come with, like, a bag. Money? Yeah, love to, dowry. To marry? Yeah. That's like tradition.
1: Tradition where? New York? In Africa. <laughs> you ain't from Africa.
2: <laughs> I am now. I told you, my heart, is in Africa. I gotta that's give the so. money
1: to your dad or something, and hey, you.
2: Yeah. Here,
1: son. marry me. No, no, I get to your dad. Like, hey, daughter. <laughs> that's how it works.
2: Yeah, but let me know when you get your dowry up.
1: How much are you talking?
2: I mean, that's hard to say.
1: No, I'm saying no. I'm just coming with them, like. it's my offering. Give it
2: up. Mm. That's dangerous. I might get turned down if it's too low. I
1: ain't gonna be too low. What's more valuable is this right here. This. Okay. This is just an offering, you know.
2: You say so. You ever want to get married?
1: I just told you I'm gonna get married.
2: No, you told me you're going to have like an open...
1: I said I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a life partner.
2: I'm going to get a married part. But <laughs> I heard yes, the I life said, partner part. I said but... I don't want
1: to get married for the traditional ways. I wanna exactly, get married. exactly. I want to get married because it's I need to. I need to leave someone with my assets. I need to leave things to someone if I die tomorrow.
2: Your children, yeah.
1: Yeah. But somebody needs to take care of things. You not sure children might be too young, so oh, that could be you. It's
0: <laughs> 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 <You're funny. laughs>
2: mm-hmm. 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 real. So you with it? Probably not, because I'm like, that's why you don't want to marry him in. I'm Haitian. Yeah, but you got American ways. And you from Jersey. like.
1: I can be a new man so I step on the African soil. <laughs> Jersey
2: Jersey men are like no-nos.
1: I was born a Jersey. I don't got no type of Jersey in me, for real.
2: Yeah, I think I'm done. I'm done with American men. You'll find out.
1: I mean, I, I don't got a force. You'll see. And then by the time you see, it might be too late.
2: But I do like New York men, though. That's the only thing. It's, it do be a cultural barrier. like.
1: You like New York men, but you don't like Jersey men?
2: Yeah.
1: Then you want your African. You don't want American men, but I I like New I York.
2: might have to have both.
1: You can get New your York. African that's in New York.
2: Nah. Definitely do want that.
1: Well, it's been a really good show. It's been almost two hours. Yeah. Thank you for coming, sharing your story.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Hopefully, some people learn something from this and reach out to you and want to be a part of whatever you got going on. Take a trip in February.
2: Right, or August, or come some gold and be happy.
1: True. You know, we ain't got to wait to Africa. I could just, we could just start right now, me and you. Where you live at? Not far. I could just come over. You cook right. Sweet, the same side of food. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Let's see how it goes.
2: That's a nice little setup you got.
1: I know, right? Thank you.
2: I like, I like.
1: What else you like?
2: Cobalt and copper and gold. Oh. And emeralds. Oh. And dump trucks and excavators. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I would love that too.
2: So now it's about to go home.
1: Um. Yeah. I think it's almost twelve. 11 something. something. Mm-hmm. I might stay here for a while and then. Um. I like being here. Okay. Appreciate
2: you, thanks for having me. I
1: haven't had you yet. (laughs) Until next time, (laughs) y'all.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein,